Chapter 11 When a Man Loves a Woman As the fall continued in Davidson, the ginkgo trees exploded into golden and the sweet gum into red, lining streets all around town. As one of the older cities in the area, and one that didn't have too many skyscrapers, it had an impressive tree canopy, especially to be so close to Dallas. Perfect for Thanksgiving, Carol thought, as she and Charlie walked down his street, trailing behind Cal, who was getting more comfortable on his bike after taking his training wheels off the week before. It was pleasantly chilly, and they were taking advantage of the nice weather for a quick walk before driving to Waco to meet Charlie's daughters. Her heart skipped a couple of beats as she wondered how their first meeting would go. Charlie had filled them in on the relationship, and he said they had been supportive, after asking a lot of initial questions. But she suspected Amy had shared her side with them, too, over the last couple of months. Though Amy hadn't been as openly antagonistic as some of the other people at church, Carol's text messages continued to go unreturned. The women in her Wednesday night Bible study had kept their distance. She'd entered rooms at church where conversations had abruptly stopped, and she had even fielded some tactless questions from Cal's Sunday school teacher. Charlie himself had received a few questions about being Cal's grandfather from people who knew very well Emily and Beth didn't have children. As time went on, she realized most of the women who'd been aloof or unfriendly toward her had considered themselves close friends of Honey's. The woman's memory was sacred to the whole congregation, she thought. Nothing had changed in the children's program since she'd passed. Even the high school youth group continued to host an annual 5K fundraiser in her honor, the Honey Run. For anyone who'd walked with the family through her illness, it was as if time stood still for them, as if she remained halfway there her office untouched, her position unfilled. Until Carol arrived, the women in the church wouldn't have even considered taking Honey's husband. Charlie had Ford, of course, but Carol felt like she didn't have a friend to turn to in Davidson. She liked the people she worked with, but they were a group that kept things on the professional level. It wasn't the kind of place where people went out for dinner after work, and Cal was her priority after work hours anyway. Her sister was only a phone call away, but Alabama was too far for a hug and a long talk over a cup of coffee. She had to admit she missed Amy terribly. Still, she had Charlie. She took his hand as they walked, thinking of how thankful she was to have him as a friend, even though things were going far beyond friendship with them. How long have y'all been having your Thanksgiving at this hotel? she asked. Since the year after Honey died, he replied. It felt too strange to be at home that first year, and going there kind of let us celebrate the holiday without feeling guilty, if that makes sense. It's the oldest hotel in Waco. It really is an amazing spot. They have all kinds of food. You'll love it. Sam's coming along this year, too. Good job, Cal, she called as she saw him wobble on his bike, then steady himself and keep riding. Well, we should probably get going. You ready? He asked. I guess so, she replied. Oh, Charlie, what if they hate me? Yeah, I've been meaning to warn you, he said with mock seriousness. They probably will. You're just so difficult to be around. Always grumpy, mean to everyone, can't get a smile out of you. Oh, come on, she pulled her hand away and swatted his arm. He laughed and grabbed her hand again. They're going to adore you, just like I do. She tugged on one of her curls, a nervous habit she'd had since she was a little girl. Come on back this way, Cal, she called, her voice shaky. It's time to pack up and go. Carol's nerves only increased as they drove south, and later that afternoon they met Charlie's daughters and Sam in the lobby of the hotel in Waco. 
I'm so glad to finally meet both of you, and you too, Sam, Carol said. Your dad has told me so many wonderful things about you, and I'm sure you hear this all the time, but goodness, the two of you look so much alike. Emily and Beth grinned at each other. They both had long, light blonde hair, blue eyes, and wide smiles. The only difference, Carol thought, was the single dimple in Beth's left cheek. Their mom used to say the only bad thing about having daughters that looked just like her was that she saw herself coming and going, Charlie said, smiling fondly at them. The girls exchanged glances, and Carol swallowed hard, smoothing her dark blue belted dress. The host ushered them toward the back, and Carol looked around at the rooms full of tables and carving stations. The hotel was bustling with guests and servers, and it smelled incredible. Cal's eyes widened when they passed the enormous buffet in the center room. They found their table, and after a few minutes of going back and forth, everyone got settled in, their plates piled high. Carol's stomach started fluttering again, and she suddenly didn't know if she'd be able to take a bite. She took a sip of water, her hand trembling slightly. Charlie was sitting between her and Sam, and when she put her glass down, he reached over, squeezed her hand, and leaned closer. If I haven't told you already, you look beautiful today. I'm so glad y'all are here, he said quietly, smiling at her. Calming instantly, she smiled back at him and forgot for a second that they weren't alone. Sam cleared his throat, and Carol and Charlie looked up in surprise. Sorry about that, Charlie said, chuckling. Ford tells me we keep on grinning at each other like a couple of mules. Emily and Beth exchanged glances again, and Emily nodded slightly. Okay, I'm just going to be really straight here, Beth said. Cutting right to the chase as usual, huh, Biddy? Charlie asked. He was still smiling, but Carol thought he looked a little nervous himself. Beth ignored him and kept talking. Carol, this is super weird for us, but we both saw how much Daddy went through when Mom was sick. She glanced at her sister again. We've talked about it and prayed about it, and more than anything, we want him to be happy. We're willing to give this a chance. She teasingly pointed her knife at Carol and grinned. But you're still on trial here, she said, sounding quite a bit like Amy, Carol thought. In the seat between them, Cal's eyes widened. What does on trial mean? Beth smiled at him. I'm joking, she said. I'm just trying to say I love my dad as much as you love your mom. And Em and I are trying to look out for him in the same way I bet you look out for your mom. Touched by her explanation, Carol leaned over Cal and put her hand on Beth's arm. I just want to tell you both that you don't have anything to worry about. Your dad is wonderful. She looked over at Charlie, whose eyes were still on her. I don't think I've ever met anyone like him. Yeah, Mr. Charlie's great. Cal said, Mom, can I have some pie yet? They all laughed, the tension breaking. As the night went on, conversation became easier, to Carol's relief. They all traded stories about work and school and analyzed Baylor's chances for going to a bowl game. She noticed Charlie looked more relaxed and he filled any awkward silences with a joke. Always a good sign, she thought. Cal's eyes were getting heavy over his third piece of pumpkin pie when Carol nudged Charlie's elbow. Looks like we might need to head home, she said, pointing at Cal, then stifling a yawn. You know, I think I might could use a nap myself on the way back, she said. Well, I guess I'd better be the one to drive then, he said. That means I get to pick the music. All Percy all the way then, huh? She asked, unable to hold back a smile. They stood and headed toward the exit with Emily, Beth, and Sam leading the way. As they crisscrossed through the crowded hotel, Carol heard Beth call out, Uncle Ford, Aunt Amy. 
Her stomach sank as she spotted Ford and Amy at a corner table, working on bowls of bread pudding. They stood up and gave the girls hugs. Darlings, how are you both? Amy asked, holding each of their hands. I've missed you. Carol nervously raised her eyebrows at Charlie, and he nodded. They walked over to join them. Happy Thanksgiving, Charlie said cheerfully. I thought you'd be in Arizona again this year. Happy Thanksgiving, Ford said, returning to his seat. Well, we were going to be at the house there, but I have a trial starting on Monday, so we decided to change the plan and stay in town, or close anyway. Seemed like a trip to Waco was in order. We forgot this was your usual spot, too. Do you enjoy the meal? Oh, best in town as always, Charlie said. The pie was awesome, Cal interjected. I had three pieces. Everyone laughed, but Amy and Carol remained silent, giving way to an uncomfortable pause all around. Well, I guess we'd better be going, Carol finally said, lightly touching Charlie's arm and sensing the rest of the conversation wasn't going to get any friendlier. Getting close to your curfew? Amy asked, raising an eyebrow. Carol's face reddened, and the girls and Sam looked at the floor. Come on, Amy, Charlie said. Was that really necessary? What's a curfew? Cal asked. Nothing, buddy, Carol said. Miss Amy was joking. Happy Thanksgiving, Ford. Carol turned quickly before Amy could see the tears in her eyes and started to usher Cal out to the parking lot. Charlie, stone-faced, followed them out, and the girls murmured their goodbyes. They got to the car, and Cal clambered into the back seat. Carol took a shaky breath and turned to Emily and Sam. Hey, I've been meaning to ask, how long have y'all been together? She asked. They both smiled. Forever, Emily replied, all the way back to the church nursery, but we didn't really fall for each other until we were counselors at a summer camp in high school. I locked him in early. I know a good thing when I see it, Sam replied, putting his arm around Emily as she yawned. Look at that, I guess I'll be the one to drive too. Charlie, still somber, shook Sam's hand, then hugged Emily and Beth. Thanks again, girls, he said, for everything. I'm so proud of both of you. Emily and Sam got into her car, and Charlie leaned in to shake his hand again, while Beth gave Carol a hug. It'll be okay, she whispered. Thanks, Carol nodded gratefully. They waved as Sam drove away. Carol got in the car as well, but Charlie remained standing and staring back at the hotel. You ready, sweetheart? she asked. I forgot something, he replied, squeezing her shoulder. I'll be back in a minute. Charlie walked back inside and went directly to the table where Amy and Ford were still sitting. He stared down at Amy as if he'd like to cut her in half. She calmly took a sip of coffee and returned his stare. Amy, in all the years I've known you, I never would have imagined you'd treat someone like that, especially someone that thought of you as a friend. Charlie, I, she started, don't interrupt me he said. I can forgive you for how you've treated me, for honey's sake. She stood up to her full five feet and one inch, her eyes blazing. Don't you? She started again. But the way you've treated Carol through all this is unacceptable, he continued. You have no idea what she's been through, no idea what she's going through now. I'm ashamed of you, and honey would have been ashamed of you. Amy's face turned crimson, and Ford quickly stood and put himself between the two of them. That's enough, Charlie he said quietly. You've made your point. Charlie, breathing heavily, finally nodded once and stormed out of the hotel. Carol and Cal were still waiting in the car. He got in the driver's seat and turned on Percy Sledge for the trip north. Cal was asleep as soon as they hit the highway. 
After a few minutes, Carol asked, Why does it bother her so much? I'm not completely sure, he said. There's the age thing, I think, and she still misses Honey. But Ford thinks it's mostly because we didn't consult her. Amy likes to run the show, always has. She introduced Honey and me, you know. They'd been best friends since first grade, and when she and Ford got together, she made sure she found somebody for Honey, too. He laughed. I remember that first date. I was nervous she'd be some charity case, but Honey and I hit it off right away. Oh, yeah? Carol yawned. Yeah, she was beautiful, so smart and confident, without being arrogant, though. She was a lot quieter than Amy, but strong in her own way. We all started dating our first month at Baylor, and we were all together ever since. He cleared his throat and checked the rearview mirror, realizing Carol might not appreciate his trip down memory lane. She yawned again and settled back into the seat as her eyes got heavier. You know, Charlie, you can talk about her as much as you like. It doesn't bother me at all. Just makes me love you more, she murmured as she drifted off. Charlie looked over, surprised. Though they'd been heading in that direction, neither of them had quite found the courage to actually say, I love you. It had been a long time since he'd heard that from anyone other than his daughters, and he hadn't realized how much he'd missed it. I think I love you more, Carol, he whispered. As he drove the rest of the way to Davidson, he couldn't believe he'd been lucky enough to love these two incredible women in one lifetime. How did I find love like this twice? He asked himself. Lord, he prayed, this isn't right, just show me. Carol deserves someone that can give her everything. I can give her myself, but I don't know if that's enough. Just make it clear to me, please. He sighed and grudgingly added, and help me find a way to forgive Amy. Less than two hours later, he dropped off Carol and Cal at their house and headed home. He was tired, but straightened up the kitchen anyway, taking out the garbage and putting away the clean dishes. When he put his coffee mug back in the cabinet, he saw Honey's, still on the bottom shelf as if she might come back and use it at any time. He picked it up, running his thumb over her name, remembering her sitting at the kitchen table with that mug and her Bible every morning. She used the same one every day of the year except Christmas. He held it just a moment longer, then moved it to the top shelf.